Welcome into the Jaguars Reporters Podcast, heading into week 12. J.P. Shadrick, Kai Stevens, Brian Sexton, John Osier, the Jaguars at 7-3, and three, and the Houston Texans at 6-4 and four coming up at NRG Stadium. It's the first time both teams have been over 500 when playing in November or December ever. How about that? That makes sense. It's pretty amazing because one team's been good for a while, Brian, and the other team stunk or vice versa. You know, uh, the Jaguars have had some moments early on when the Texans were an expansion team. But, you know, I was looking at the numbers on this one. Um, The Texans have won 12 of the last 13, 17 of the last 20, and 29 of 43 in the series. So it's just been – I've been saying Texans, not Titans, all week long because – the reality of it is, this is the team that Jaguars fans should be most flummoxed by, that they should love to hate. And if they don't already, I think if this quarterback is as good as he looks, they're going to have plenty of opportunities in the future. This is going to be the rivalry. Yeah, I guess maybe if the Jags lose this one, I would feel like the Texans have some sort of number. Um, I just always believe with a lot of those streaks, and a lot of streaks are bad in favor of the opponent of the Jaguars. But they've been bad because the Jaguars have been bad. I I don't feel like the this Jaguars team has any sort of uh, uh, undue worry about the Texans in terms of a hex. I think they worry because the Texans are are, are pretty good. And uh, so I think if the Jaguars play their game this week, if they play smart, I think they win the game, Kai. I hope the fans are enjoying the fact that there's another really good team. We thought these rookie quarterbacks were going to t- in the division were going to take a long time to get to that point where they'd be competing with Trevor Lawrence. And maybe fans are mad about it, but it's going to be such a good show to see C.J. Stroud if he continues to progress the way we expect him to and Trevor Lawrence to go up head-to-head for years to come. These are the matchups that we used to have with quarterbacks in the same division going against each other. Those are the ones you're going to remember. And, and we certainly remember week three when they came in here yeah. and – dominated all three phases of the game, Kai, and Jaguars couldn't figure out what was going on. There was a lot of concern around this team after week three. Hey, let's take this show international and see what happens over in London. Well, lo and behold, they won five straight after that game and got some things figured out. But that uh, that week three game is always there in the back of your mind, it feels like. Definitely a wake-up call game. That's how the team has been using it. But they made a lot of mistakes. They made a lot of silly mistakes. And and when you look back at it, it seems like they beat themselves to a certain degree. The Texans took full advantage of the opportunities given to them, but a lot of silly Jaguars mistakes. I remember thinking on it every phase of football, they were making some sort of error. Obviously, that ridiculous kick return by the fullback. We all remember that one was kind of the cherry the on top heaviest of everything. player to ever return a kickoff for a touchdown and that was just in NFL a, history. That was the cherry on top of that day. So uh, if they can hopefully avoid that, I would imagine it'll be in Jacksonville's favor. Evan Ingram told me yesterday that the Jaguars still have to figure out how to be the hunted instead of the hunter. And he thought in week three that they didn't handle that all that well. And he hoped that by this point, which is what, week 12, game 11, that they have figured out how to go and play when you know that everybody's giving you their best. And in the division, that's what you're going to get. Now, the, the Titans didn't have a best to give. I mean, that's not a very good football team. Uh, but this Texans gave them something in week three and you know it will be that place it's football time in houston i mean they'll be blaring that son of a gun you know from the very opening minutes of the game and you know that those folks will be all riled up so the jaguars have to figure out how to be a division leader and i mean john you covered a division leader for 10 years 
I mean, to them, it just seemed no problem. Mm-hmm. They just showed up and played. It's it's the biggest game in in Houston, biggest NFL game in Houston since 2018, I think, 2019, because they just haven't been very good. Um, look, I forget the exact stat, but I think turnovers swung 27 points in week three, and that doesn't even count uh, blocked field goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drop passes. As you said, Calvin Ridley dropped a pass. Uh, just giving up huge plays because of communication errors. Uh, they played bad in week three. Uh, and I, I thought the Texans played pretty good. Um, I just keep going back. If the Jaguars play the way they did against Tennessee, and I get I get Tennessee was not a real test, but if they play just taking what's there on drives, scoring in the red zone a few times, getting field goals to keep points, I – they should win this game and they should control it because I think they're the better team if they don't make mistakes. And that's with Trevor Lawrence not putting up astronomical numbers. He had a fine game, obviously, last week. Two touchdown passes. He used his legs twice to get to each pylon for two more rushing scores and, and what, not two 60s in passing yards, John? But that's just what this team needs right now. They don't need a 400-yard game from right. Trevor. They take it, but they don't need it. Yeah, and I wonder – I don't think this is a great – thing for the long term for him but for right now I do wonder if they need to get him running a little bit early um you know I, I don't think you're going to see them do 18 design rollouts a game but he does seem to sort of tap into his superman mode yeah. when he gets outside and feels like maybe he gets his adrenaline going maybe he needs to get a good run in in the morning you know <laughs> so but there is, there does seem to be a difference once he got his legs going on Sunday. Then all of a sudden, those those thirty yard passes seemed a lot easier for him. You remember last year in uh, in Los Angeles, he rolled out to his right. I think it was the third or fourth drive of the game, and he just fired an absolute dart on the run to the right back to the middle of the field between two defenders for a touchdown. I do think that when he is moving, he feels good. He sees the field well, and he obviously has the arm strength. By the way, I loved his first rushing touchdown here. He's looking to the right, JP, and he starts to backpedal. And you know he's got that brace on, but his footwork was perfect as he's backing, and he's still looking right, and then he decided to go left. He read the defense. They were all flowing to the opposite side, and he said, I'm going to outrun Jeffrey Simmons. I, you're right. Superpower is the way. He feels like he's the best player in the game in moments, and that was one of them last week. You'd like to see a couple of those this week, Kai. I know John didn't love the diving for the pylon plays there. Uh, well, I I just know that in, in the long run, when you stick that you. Uh, ball out on the one, uh, as great a coach as Bill Belichick forbids his players to do it. And uh, so it it scares me a little bit. At some point, we're gonna, it's just like when Doug goes for it on fourth and five. Yeah. Um, it's sometimes great. you it's eat great the bear, if it sometimes works. the bear eats you. Yeah. And at, at some point, that bear is going to uh, eat Trevor. But the other day, they needed it. And it looked really smart Could it because it worked. Yeah. When it doesn't work, then that's when it'll be an issue. But um, I think for me as well, we talked a little bit about it the other day on Jags AM, is he's been running um, pre-kind of knee injury, even a little bit in the Saints game. But to see him run and then setting up the throw on that fourth down to Dearness Johnson for the big completion, because there's other points where he looks like he's running for his life. And this was a little bit of running and then choosing to set up the throw, which is what you want to see out of Trevor progression. Um, not just running cause he has to run. He's running to get to that throw he wants to make. And that's not something we've seen a ton of this year. So for me, that was a nice progression to see. That's a great example of the fourth down play, because if you go back and watch it, he was waiting on Calvin Ridley to get open down the field. He was looking 
in for the big shot. And what I really appreciated was he was willing to not be greedy. And he got outside and realized, forget it. He's right there. I'm just going to take it and go. We haven't, we've seen Trevor look downfield and try to take the big shot more often than necessary and cost this team. So to see him do that the other day was perfect. Yeah, I thought the other day, I think the difference is against the Saints, he could run, but he didn't feel like he could stop. <laughs> just keep running. <laughs> yeah, right. because Forrest Gump. Yeah. Now he's got the mobility back to where it's more useful mobility, if that makes any sense where he can get outside the pocket and brace and do the things he wants to do. I think the running against the Saints was sort of desperation. This is more how he can run and be an effective player. And, and, and I do. I think for right now, at this point in his career, he can win from the pocket, uh, but he gets himself going by being outside the pocket. We're back in a moment. Doug Peterson, D'Amico Ryan's the coaching matchup. And our final thoughts, it's Jaguars reporter. Welcome back to the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. J.P. Shadrick, John Ozier, Brian Sexton, Kai Stevens. The Jaguars and the Texans coming up this Sunday at NRG Stadium in Houston. And a coaching matchup to look forward to. Doug Peterson, of course, has this Jaguars team in first place. And first-year head coach D'Amico Ryans. We saw him, obviously, in week three and what he's done so far this year with this team in Houston, Kai. And hey, this could be another matchup to watch for a while in this division. It's just impressive to see what he's been able to do with the roster that he has. Because if you look at it on paper, you're like, how is he getting all of this out of the players he has on their team? Because they've had a lot of offensive line issues, you know, not a bunch of names, you know, necessarily elsewhere on the team, but he's gotten them to believe. And I think, John, you've said this before, that confidence in yourself can get you pretty far, especially on a young team. And at this point in the season to still be that confident is partially what's carrying them and also obviously cj stroud doing what he's done in limited time in the nfl yeah i just believe coaching in the nfl is 95 percent culture i hate that word but you guys know what i'm talking about yep. building that and getting your players to believe in what you're saying and it's about five percent the machinations that go on on sunday everything i've heard is that much like last year when you walked around this place after doug peterson got here and went oh this is how it's supposed to be this is cool again uh, you get the idea that they're walking around Houston saying, oh, football is fun. L- let's go play. I believe in this guy. So, yeah, I I think this is going to be uh, probably for within reason, as long as these two guys want to coach, they're going to be coaching against each other. Well, Sunday's game is not quite Eagles-Chiefs, right? But it's probably the big game of Sunday. And, and it's diluted a little bit because you got the games on, on Thanksgiving Day and the Black Friday game this week but it's it's the game on Sunday and it speaks to him being maybe the coach of the year with the offensive rookie of the year um he's done a hell of a job and you just you see a roster that's not as good as the Jaguars that plays hard I mean Jonathan Grenard has seven sacks I mean last year the guy couldn't get anything done he's getting the most out of his guys I think he's tremendous I always liked him as a player he was that guy who could run sideline to sideline. Wasn't the biggest, wasn't the fastest, but always seemed to me making the tackle by the shoestrings that kept you from getting a first down. His team is just playing that way. I love it. Jags-Texans coming up Sunday. Between now and then, it's Thanksgiving. So um, what is the Thanksgiving uh, food you're most looking forward to this year, John? Oh, uh, my wife makes a very good squash casserole, um, which is better than it sounds. it's it's very very good i would have never thought growing up boy i can't wait to get me some squash casserole but it's great i believe that 
Ooh. What do you think, Kai? Um, I think I know there's some debate about this. Mac and cheese is the best part of Thanksgiving because it's the best part of every meal, but I know some people don't have that She's on Thanksgiving. She's one of them northerners, JP. Mm. <laughs> it should be a part of every meal. Um, I think mac and cheese is my favorite, but I do love stuffing, of course, as well. I wouldn't want Thanksgiving with either one of you guys because I don't like squash or mac and cheese. Wow. I like to cook. I'm not the eater. Um, I, I mean, I, don't get chef. me wrong. I like the flavors, uh, but I love to cook. Answer the question, Sexton. I like to cook. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to do two turkeys. I'm going to do one in a southern tradition, even though I'm from the Midwest. I'm going to fry it. And then I'm going to do one on my smoker, and I just love the whole process. It's my favorite holiday. I get up early, I open a bottle of wine, and I start cooking at about 6 a.m., and I enjoy every bit of it. If I get to eat at the end of the day, more the better. I get up early, I open a beer, I don't cook a Turn on the TV. It's about it. Uh, let's see. How about you? You green, can answer the green question. Green bean casserole is probably the one yeah. I've You're really one of those. Too. I am one of those. I also like the dressing. Um, especially if you're going to get oysters in it. But they aren't going to be serving that in Detroit. That's so a southern thing, that. yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the green bean casserole. Maybe a turkey like that. And, the, and then the leftovers are sometimes better than the other. Yeah, the next couple of days, Sandwich leftovers. Yeah. With a lot of butter on the bread. Mm. Oh, butter, the rolls. Butter and turkey. Hawaiian yeah. rolls. Yeah. Got them already. I'm hungry. Uh, John Osier, Brian Sexton, Kai Stevens. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time on Jaguars Reporters.